every day is Saturday. Hey, that's true, and that's the magic of Casinos USA podcast. Hey, welcome, everybody. And here, here in Pittsburgh uh, on this last day of June, well, we are suffering with this uh, smoke coming from Canada, and it just makes you feel so badly about the people in Canada. I mean, they're just hundreds of forest fires up there out of control. Um, for the first time in, a, I think, my lifetime, Pittsburgh air quality went beyond code red to purple, which is absolutely horrible. It's the worst air quality you could ever have. So uh, thinking only of the people in Canada right now, I mean, this will pass for Pittsburgh, but good luck with those fires. Let's get them out and get life back to the way it should be. Our feature today is sports books. Uh, we're going to try to get the training wheels off and get you going on sports books, whether you're a veteran or not. Um, we'll talk about sports books. Janie's going to come into the podcast and give you some other ways to save money on trips to Vegas. That's her specialty, all right? And then I'm going to give you a craps talk that you may change your life about craps. You know, it's a, it's a way to play craps that very few people use, but it's made me a consistent winner being in the black for seven years in a row. You know, we'll take it. So you can make fun of it or not, but we're going to give it to you today. So hang on for all of that. We'll be right back to start the show. It is late June, early July podcast of Casinos USA. As so often the case with many things in gambling, it's the jargon, you know, it's the jargon of the sport. It's the jargon of the game. It's the jargon that we use to discuss what we're doing in a sports book. So I thought we'd go over some of the terms that um, I think it not only you need to know, but you want to be comfortable using them. So simple as some of them might sound, maybe for many people it's familiar. Anytime you say you got action on a game, you got action on a Sunday or a Saturday, I'm thinking of college football, NFL football coming up here, uh, baseball any day right now. So that's just money bet on a contest, whether whatever sport it is. Okay, so you can use that term in a lot of ways in gambling, but we say action, you know. But if you got some action on the Green Bay Packers, you got some action on the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, that means you got some money that you put on it at a sports book. Uh, either online or at a casino. What if you bet against the spread, ATS? Uh, it's a, a bet on one side of the point spread. And this uh, term, against the spread, ATS, can also be used in reference to how a team does against the spread. And here's an example. The, the Saints are 7-2 and two this season so far against the spread. You know, they were predicted to end up one way and they beat the spread. You know, so that's really great. Next is the betting line or the line. And, uh, boy, this was confusing to me, you know. And what's the line? What's the line? But it's also known as the odds or the point spread, and that's what's important. And that's what I came to learn right off the bat. This is how much one team is favored over the other. So it can also be termed as odds when it comes to bets like future wagers. So what are the odds that uh, Pittsburgh Steelers will win the division, what are the odds that the Steelers will win the Super Bowl? Those are kind of things you could say. But um, the betting line or line, that's also known as the odds or point spread. This is how much one team is favored over another. So there you go. Now we all know bookmakers are bookies, right? 
And a sports book, a legalized sports book, is the person behind the counter who accepts wagers on games. And please don't bet illegally because so many states have legalized gambling. If, you're, if your state has legalized sports betting, take advantage of that so you don't have to worry about anything, okay? Forget that offshore stuff. Do it legally. Please do it legally. Well, what about if one team covers? What does that mean if one team covers? This means that a team wins versus the spread. So if the Giants are a 2.5-point favorite, they have to win by three points, and they do. So they covered the spread. So if you cover, you do what the spread didn't think you would do, you go past it. You cover the spread, and you win your bet. And here's one that I'd love to give you, futures bet. And that's a betting wager that you make for some future event. For example... In the dark period for the Las Vegas Knights, the Golden Knights in hockey, I said, I'm going to bet on them to win the Stanley Cup. And at the, that day, it was 15 to 1. That's the worst that it got. And I put $25 in that bet. And when they made the playoffs <laughs> and started that run, I mean, we watched every game on our television here in Western Pennsylvania, and we just loved it. And I kept counting my money, thinking, oh, 15 to 1, 15 times $25. Oh, my goodness. And it got more and more exciting, you know. And they finally win the Stanley Cup, and I'm jumping for joy. So futures bet. All right, now I'm not going <laughs> to – I would have great odds picking the Pirates to win <laughs> – the World Series, but you know what? I'm not making that bet. So watch what you're doing there. But I just thought there was a way that the Knights would have a chance if they could make the playoffs, which they did. <laughs> um, they survived, you know, having to use five different goalies. <laughs> and Adrian Hill became the one they used for the playoffs after the first games. And uh, goodness gracious, what, what a playoff he had. Okay. What about the word handle? That's the total amount bet on a game or contest uh, at a sports book. And you can imagine um, what the what the Knights brought into the sports books in Vegas, if not around the country, right? You can imagine the difference between not having a professional team in your hometown in Las Vegas and having one. Oh, my goodness. Record amounts were bet, of course, um, on the Knights. And uh, they came through, and it cost the uh, local sports books some money. We'll talk about that. What's laying the points? That's when a better takes the favorite, you know? You're thinking, well, my team can beat that spread, you know? They got to win by more than six. Okay, they're going to do it. So I, I take the spread sometimes. If it's a toss-up in my mind, I'm going to bet the money line. All the money line is is it's a bet simply to pick the right team to win. But the payouts are less depending on the – the odds. Odds are usually posted as such. And this is what's confusing about the money line until you get it through your head. Okay, so if the Green Bay Backers um, are favored minus 160, it's that minus that might confuse you. This means you have to wager $160 to win 100. Now, everybody uses 100 to demonstrate this, but you can bet $5, you know, and it would be the same thing, comparable, you know, as reduced. If the Packers were plus 160, that means that if you bet the money line for 100, you would win 160. So minus 160, um, you have to bet 160 to win 100. 
plus 160, you would win a $164 bet. So the minus numbers are the favorites. That's what you want to know. Okay, so again, those those amounts of 100 or 160 or whatever aren't required, but it's going to be the same statistically um, comparable if you bet $5, $10, $15, $20. I don't bet $100, so I usually bet $15 or $20. The odds are a general term for betting lines or point spreads. Over and under, it's kind of fun to bet this sometimes. This is a bet based on the total number of points scored between two teams in a game. So if you have two defensive teams, you probably want to go with, you know, the under. Two offensive teams, you probably want to go with the over. But, you know, you just never know. All right? So and sometimes it comes down to the last second field goal, whether they make it or not, whether you bet over or under. It's pretty exciting. Big money's won by parlays, and a parlay is a bet in which a person selects more than one outcome to happen. So you might bet on the Pirates, the Dodgers, um, the San Francisco Giants, and you're going to parlay those, right? And if they all three win, you know, you're going to win more than you would have just off of one bet. And um, the more teams you add to that parlay, it doesn't even have to be the same sport, the higher the payoff would be. When there's no favorite, you know, the teams are a toss-up. That's a pick them, all right? The two teams are considered equal, and betters must simply pick the winner. I want to go back to point spread. This is the margin of victory for a game determined by the odds maker. Sportsbooks use this to create action on both teams. Sportsbooks want to have a balance, you know, so they don't get hit by one side pulling the upset. The favorite will have to win by more than a margin of odds maker set, and for example, if the New York Jets are favored by two and a half against the Cardinals, they must win by three points or more for a win. If they only win by two, they didn't cover the spread, and those who bet on the Cardinals will win. So point spreads are posted this way, like the Steelers minus 3.5. This means that the team is favored by three and a half points, so the Steelers have to win by four points. So listen to this over and over again until you get it. Steelers plus 3.5, this means the Steelers are a 3.5 point underdog. If they lose by three points or less, a player would cash a winner on them. So the Steelers, you know, beat the spread if they can win by three, excuse me, if they lose only by three, two or one instead of plus 3.5 or four. A push, of course, is a tie. And then a teaser is a type of parlay where a better can move the point spread in his or her favor, but results in a, that results in a lower payout. And that, that depends, of course, on your sports book. And the vigor of the juice is the commission or percentage of the betting pool that the house, which is a sports book, whether it's online or in brick and mortar, that's how they, that's how they make a profit. So new sports bettors may not understand exactly how a sports book or a casino makes money, but one thing is certain, they aren't in the business of betting against customers or losing money. In theory, bookmakers are just setting point spreads that hopefully even out the action on both sides. So betting either side is attractive, you know, and sometimes you have to bet against your home team if you really are a gambler, you know. In effect, bettors of one team are betting those who took the other team and the bookie is the intermediary. So how does a casino make money from the wagers? The books take a commission on the total money bet. 
That's the big, the juice, right? If there's too much action on one team, the bookmakers will adjust the line so that more money begins flowing on the other side. That happens almost every time there's a big game. This system usually works and the casino has no real interest in which side wins. Occasionally, more money flows to one team and they face a loss. And of course, that happened with the Stanley Cup champions, the hometown team in Vegas winning. So the bookmakers lost a little bit that night, but that's just their business. But don't worry, they'll win it back. Taking the training wheels off, look, go online legally. There's so many, so many sports books you can go to. And a lot of these sports books online, you can bet 50 cents, you can bet a dollar, you can bet a dollar and a half until you're comfortable. You know, that's how I started out. I was betting a dollar on games. And now I'm comfortable betting 15 or $20 on games. Okay. And what I like to do is I like to bet at least three games, some kind of hedging. So, you know, if one, uh, you know, falls, or even if two falls, I have a chance to win that third one, you know, and it's treating me pretty good. I, I'm starting to enjoy sports betting almost as much as I uh, enjoy table craps, right? <laughs> I have to tell you the truth. There's really something to it. And uh, I hope this helped you get the training wheels off or get the, you know, get the rust off if you haven't been betting sports books. Go there, enjoy it, have fun. And it's really a game of skill, too, because, you know, you do some research, etc. You know, the more research you do, oftentimes can pay off. So I'm all for sports books, and sports books are fantastic. Um, the casinos are going all out to make them comfortable and attractive and you know, offer this and, you know, even free hot dogs at times, right? <laughs> so, and you know, what you won't do for a free hot dog, right? <laughs> okay, we're going to be right back and uh, have Janie talking how to save some money on a Vegas trip. And we will be in Las Vegas for Thanksgiving. And Janie says, possibly for the Super Bowl. So, hey, I'm pretty excited about that. But we're booked for Thanksgiving and she'll tell you more about that. Okay, we'll be right back after a very short break. Hi everyone, it's Jane. I just have a few tips here for a trip to Las Vegas in the dining and food area. Um, My first piece of information for that would be whatever hotel you're staying in, ask for a refrigerator in the room. Some some of the hotels all have small refrigerators in the room, but you may have to ask, and if you can't, you might, there might be a small fee for it, but I think it's worth it because you can keep supply of beverages there, of water, you know, soft drinks that you could buy at the local CVS. There's several on Strip. And take some snacks, have snacks there, and especially take your leftovers to the room and refrigerate them. Because, you know, sometimes the meals, some of the meals in Las Vegas are expensive, but let me tell you, you always get enough to eat there. None of the portions are skimpy. So that that's just a, you know, a word of advice that, like you do anywhere, I'm sure a lot of you do this if you go to the beach or to the ocean. You know, you have a system that you use for having a supply of food around, you know, especially if you have kids or even yourself, if you want a snack at night, you know, it's, it's best to have something, piece of fruit in the room. 
and you want to keep eating healthy too. Also, whatever hotel you happen to be staying at, you should uh, check with the hotel, with all the restaurants and eateries there. Some of them have very nice um, snack bars. They have uh, cafes, and they have reasonably priced food. But go and check out the menu before you go in. Uh, look around locally. Ask somebody who's working at the hotel, you know, where is a good place to eat? Uh, where's a reasonable place to eat? Uh, we have found that at the Luxor, there's several places to eat there. Uh, one in particular right in the hotel is the Pyramid Cafe, which is breakfast and lunch and dinners. And it's you get adequate food, believe me, so much food. And it's all very good, and it's reasonably priced. Uh, then you also have the walkway between the Luxor and the Mandalay Bay, and there's restaurants there. There's a great pizza shop there that everybody raves about and very reasonably priced. There's the Irish restaurant, and what's it called, Fav? The Rira. Oh, the Rira, yeah. It's excellent food, all Irish of nature, though. But they have specials. They run specials. And, and don't be afraid to ask always, you know, what's your special? What's your house special? Because if it, if it is their special, it's going to be good. Well, one of the things I discovered at the Luxor was the Backstage Deli. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that, too. They have a little place called the Backstage Deli, which has sandwiches and drinks there. Uh, not alcoholic drinks, but they're all kind of soft drinks, coffees, teas. I think they do have beer there, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't I don't remember. Yeah. But um, they have great sandwiches. And some of these places, one of you can order. And two, you can both split it because some of these sandwiches are huge. Yeah, that's and true. then you get chips with them or whatever. So look around. Don't just, you know, uh, walk around with the, like a doe with headlights. Just yeah. ask people. You'll be amazed at what they'll tell you and how many places you can find that are good to eat and reasonable. That's what you're looking for, reasonable. We all know when you go to resorts and you go to very touristy cities that the prices are higher than your hometown. Yeah, and you know, and you might have that one big steak or seafood dinner somewhere at the Bellagio or someplace well, that you. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you don't have to eat that way every day. No, and you, you wouldn't want to. I don't believe. You know, health-wise and energy-wise, it it's just sometimes you just are hungry for one particular thing. Okay. Now my next set goes on to say that we've talked about this place before, Ellis Island. It's a casino that is on Coval Lane, and that is the street that is right behind the horseshoe that it used to be Bally's. It's, it, you can walk so easily, just walk down the street from Bally's. It's a, it's a half a block to get to the intersection, and you're right there. And if you go through the promenade at the Big Wheel and just oh, right. It, go right, you can just it's like a block and a half right. from the Big Right, you wheel. can see it from under the big wheel and in the promenade you walk to the end of the promenade you go down some stairs you're under that big wheel so usually the big wheel is the guiding light for you a guide post yeah if you see that you're in the vicinity walking vicinity of ellis island and they are known they have a restaurant there called the village pub and it's known to have steak specials uh usually you have to and ask ask there at the rewards desk how you do that and you get a card you put, play at least $5 in a slot machine. Then you get the little kiosk prints you out tickets for a $9.99 steak dinner. Um, you can get ribs. You can get prime rib. They print 
continuously print out special coupons. And then they now have a barbecue restaurant right behind that pub. And uh, it's very good also. It's a lot of specialties. They have the front porch. Yeah, they have a 24-7 breakfast. It's great. Oh, it's just an amazing place. And they also have a specialty sandwich area now where they bake their own bread and there's six or eight specialty breads. And then the filling for each sandwich is totally different. But we've gotten those, and we got those free with the coupon out of the kiosk. So we took them home. Because we had eaten our main meal at Alice, we got them before we left, walked back to, I think we were staying at Bally's then. Yes. We walked back. That's the horse, you know. We walked back with these specialty sandwiches, put them in our room refrigerator, and ate them the next day. And they were wonderful. So, And they were free, as I said. So you got to look for all of these uh, special deals. Okay, now that's good if you're staying right on the strip and so on. But if you do have a rental car or you have your own car there, uh, one trip to make is a visit to Chinatown. There's a whole section that's Chinatown, not very far from the strip. They have all kind of great restaurants there. But one in particular, Monto Ramen or Raymond. We're not sure how they say those noodles, Ramen or Raymond, but it doesn't matter. They'll know what you want. You can get... The ramen and the fried rice dishes for less than ten dollars, and toppings can range from fifty cents to two fifty. Now Chinatown, this is on Spring Mountain Road. As I said, it is not very far from the Strip, and you'll find all types of restaurants there. Now another place where you can find some other restaurants would be on Boulder Highway. They have some specials. There's a Skyline Casino there. And that restaurant offers a three-egg omelet for $7.95. And also, monthly, they have an all-you-can-eat lunch and dinner special for $12.95. So that would be a, tr- a place to go, Skyline Casino. Then also on the Boulder Highway, there's the Sourdough Cafe at Arizona Charlie's. And they have some nice daily deals that you can get with your player's card. They have hamburger and fries for $7.99, farmhouse breakfast for $6.99, steak and eggs for $9.99, and they also have a blue plate special every night starting at $12.99. I'm getting really hungry just talking about these. That uh, hamburger and fries special kind of, we have a, a close friend who just came back from Hawaii and paid $27 there for a cheeseburger. <laughs> so that's when you don't know. That's when you don't check these prices. Because I'm sure you can find less expensive cheeseburgers <laughs> somewhere in Hawaii. Somewhere, maybe. I don't know about Hawaii. Everything has to be shipped in there. So well, maybe you can eat Spam. Then. Yeah, Spam is the specialty on mm-hmm. most of the menus there. Okay, then there's the Longhorn Casino on Boulder Highway. And they offer a dinner special every night starting at $9.99. So, you know, that's if you have the dinner special and your partner or whoever's with you has the dinner special, the, just the two of you um, drink water and you got the meal for 20 bucks. You know, well, then you have tax and tips. But still, you're going to have that everywhere, too. So there's three that I've given you on just on Boulder Highway alone. Las Vegas, Henderson area has no shortage of restaurants and places to eat, believe me. But I just thought I'd give you a little hand, but don't be embarrassed to ask because 
these people, residents out there and workers out there get asked all the time, and they are more than happy to tell you where to go, you know, and what to get. I just want to throw one thing in. If you have to do a buffet in Vegas, you know, just because you want to, the one I'd have to recommend, I, I'm sure you agree, Jane, is South Point because of the price and the quality. Right. I Right. You, you might have a little weight there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just packed with locals and other tourists. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, a lot of locals frequent. But, you know, if you go at the lunch point. hours, it's uh, under $16 for the buffet. Well, where are you going to find that? And it's quality, too. So, hey, these are all good tips, Jane. Appreciate it. And um, you didn't mention how much money we're saving on our flight to Vegas this Thanksgiving. Oh, right. Our, it's completely done by Southwest Points. So I would encourage people, you know, if you want to fly a lot or travel, uh, what you need to do, you need to get the Southwest credit card. I mean, that's where you get points now. They don't have the frequent flyer points. That system's pretty much gone. It is in most with most airlines. You, you need to get a credit card, and you can get, accrue the points. Um, it, it's just amazing. Yeah, we uh, are flying out there nonstop from Pittsburgh, and then we have one stop on the way back, but we don't leave the plane. And it was 48,800 points. So, you know, I had them, and uh, there we go. It worked. If, if Southwest doesn't fly out of your airport, then, you know, the other airlines have the same kind of deals, you know. So um, it's, it's the point there is a little discipline. You know, when you charge something, pay it off, you know, right? I mean, you don't build up your credit card. But why not take advantage of a potentially free f uh, flight down the road? Okay, thanks again, Janie. Okay, anytime. Well, you may have guessed it. It's Craps Talk, and today we are going to talk about something that might spur you to change your approach to craps. You know, some of you might become jaded with craps. Maybe you're on a losing streak. Some of you uh, play the same way, regardless if you're winning or losing. Some of you play from the dark side, and the majority of people play pass line, place bet from the light side. And no matter how you play, what I'm going to tell you today is a way you can play craps and have a potential to win almost every time that you play. And, you know, there's no guarantees, and I'm not saying that I am guaranteeing anything, but I am telling you that you can assure much more success playing this way than playing haphazardly and less just getting beat. You know, it's, it's said uh, take enough money for – 10 shooters, you know, that you'll face 10 shooters. And the, the truth of that is, you know, people don't want you to run out of money. They want you to play a system. But the truth of that is, if if the way you're playing is losing, it doesn't mean that it's going to change. So if you had acquitted five shooters, you might have lost half of what you would if you went to 10 shooters. Do you see my point? You know, like take enough money for 50 shooters, then maybe that makes some sense. But you don't want to take that much money to a casino. There's other ways to approach uh, craps than taking enough money for 10 shooters. Because if you lose the money you took for 10 shooters, that hurts a little bit. You may not want to go back. Right? So that's my, that's my something for you to think about. And it's fun to you know learn different systems, 
you know, different ways to press, different ways to bet. However, if people are rolling numbers, any pass line place bet system will work. If people aren't rolling numbers and rolling plenty of sevens and early sevens and early sevens and early sevens, then the dark side will celebrate, but not the people playing any system that involves place betting or pass line with odds. So that's just the simple truth of the game. You know, it's not the system sometimes. It's what you're playing, right? If you're on the right side, light side, whatever you call it, or if you're on the dark side. That's much more important than the system, I think. So what is this approach that, you know, made me um, a winner seven years in a row? And I place craps so often, so often. Okay, let's just go to a craps table when there's, let's say, six people at the table, all right? And you need discipline to play this way. You need some maturity. And it'll keep you at tables, too. When someone, you know, gets radioactive and goes on a win streak, you can join in. But here's what I'm talking about. See the face of everybody at the table, all right? And just tell yourself, I'm going to win $10 from this guy, and then I'm going to go off of my bets. Or I'm going to win 15 You said it. I'm going to win $20, then I'm going to go off of my bets. And you're thinking, well, what if he rolls my numbers Another nine times. Yeah, well, maybe he would. That's what I'm saying. But if you set your goal as winning 15 to $18 on every shooter and you reach it, go off. Wait for the next shooter. Okay. So after six shooters, if you're $90 ahead, that's a lot better than how it usually ends, right? And that's what I do. And, you know, so I'm not fooling you. I mean, it, so on a fourth shooter, somebody makes their point. They get it going again. I'm going to jump in and play, you know. Uh, I already made money from my first three. So, you know, I'm going to ride this pony for a little bit and see how long it's going to take him to go around and finish. I mean, I'm not saying you're frozen and just play for $10 a shooter. But if someone takes off, but believe me, you'll be more than happy to get $10, $15 out of somebody, and then they seven out, and you didn't lose a thing because you're off. So one more time, 10 people at the table, you get $10 from every person, and you're off, you made $100 that time around. You want to go around one more time? Go ahead. And maybe up it to $15 the second time you go around. That's the way I play, and you can mock it if you want to, but... I don't lose money in craps, and it's a negative expectation game, and anybody who plays should lose money, but not me, because that's the way I play. I just do it on little victories. Every once in a while, somebody at the table gets radioactive. Occasionally, it's even me, you know, (laughs) and then, of course, you keep, you know, placing numbers, playing odds behind the line, et cetera, throwing in some money on hard ways. That's, you know, when you get it going. But I haven't lost a lot of money to that point. Usually I'm on my head at that point when that happens. So I hope you understand. You look at the people at the table and you say, I'm winning $10 from this guy. I'm winning uh, $20 from this girl and, you know, this young lady. And that, that's it. And then I'm going off on my bets. And so if she steps out three rolls later, didn't affect you one bit. I hope that's helpful. I really do. Um, Sports books, 
more and more states are legalizing sports betting. Again, I'm totally opposed to offline, uh, not offline, out of st- out of country um, betting agencies that are not legal. Why get involved with that when so many are legal? Do it the right way. You don't have to worry about it. You know, um, I, I'm encouraging you to play the right way. And when you go to Vegas, plan. And, you know, Janie gave me some ideas about dining. Investigate those and, you know, get yourself a daily budget for food. Uh, even though if you splurge once or twice, that's okay. If you take it, you know, reasonable the other times. And then when you play craps, and if you play a lot of craps like I do, I'm get, that's what I do. I just say I'm going to win so much from this person. I don't always because sometimes, you know, a person sevens out, but it doesn't really matter what system I'm on. Even if I'm on the dark side, um, it doesn't matter. It's the fact that I'm going to go off on my bets. And if I'm on the downs, I actually lift them. Oh, boy. They look at me, you know. Somebody rolls eight times and then they <laughs> seven out. That's great. So I won my uh, don't pass line bet. But sometimes... Somebody makes a, a number of rolls, and I'm thinking, yeah, this dude's, dude's throwing a dice nicely, and I'm going to pick up my bet. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I might change my mind, you know. He's throwing a lot of nines, and I'm going to pick up my don't pass bet and put money on a nine, or I might even go hybrid, you know. <laughs> Leave my don't pass there and put $10 on the nine. You know, that, that's the kind of thing I'm doing. So I have a lot of flexibility, but um, I have a ton of fun playing this way, and I'm asking you to give it a try, see what happens. Okay. So this is Coach Fab for Casinos USA, saying Casinos USA is still that place where every day is Saturday. Thanks for listening. See you in a couple of weeks. Every day is Saturday.